FedNow, the groundbreaking new development in the corporate payment landscape is now here. What does it mean for accounting, finance, treasury, and accounts payable professionals responsible for making payments on behalf of their company? Join us for a journey through the corridors of FedNow, peering into the future of finance and payments. We're joined today by, Ken Olson, we're joined today by Kevin Olson, the payments professor, to learn, to learn what to do, and more importantly, what to watch out for. Stick around until the end when he hears some not so obvious pitfalls every organization should avoid. What's a, what's FedNow? FedNow is, the way I put it, it's the latest, it's the greatest offering from the Federal Reserve. It's a brand new payments channel that the Federal Reserve has created. And what makes it different is that it is incredibly fast. It's, it's, they call it instant payments. That's why mm -hmm. it's called FedNow. It is one at a time payments that are instant. They take place in less than 20 seconds that are available anytime and all the time. I mean, they're 24, 7, 365 payments that go extremely fast. They're here now, Fed now. So goodbye, rush wire tr uh, transfers. You know, that's a great question that I, I get a lot of here recently is people are asking me, when should a business decide of whether or not they use ACH or wires or Fed now, or is Fed now going to replace everything? And the way I look at it is, I, I call it uh, my theory of addition and alternative. It is an addition to what you already have. And in some situations, it is an alternative to what you're going to be doing. There will be situations without a doubt because of its instant uh, capabilities and 24-7 that you're going to want to use FedNow. Because, for example, Saturday morning, you need to send an ACH. That thing ain't going to get there until Monday at the earliest. But if it's got to absolutely be there on Saturday, FedNow will take care of that. And then I look over at the wires. Well, FedNow is coming out with a $500,000 maximum limit. And that's a network limit. Your bank might say, no, we ain't going to allow you to send that much. But over in the wire world, you can send way above 500000 So there might be some small dollar wires, but not the large dollars. You know, I laugh when I listen to you, hear you saying that, because I'm sure you remember this even better than I do. When they came out with same day ACH, they said $25,000 and we're never going to raise it. It's going to be and what are we five? No, we're more than five years, but some not a huge number of years later, we're at a million. Yeah, yeah. Well, when and, and same day ACH when it first came out, I had some people about laugh at me on stage as I'm talking about this about to come out, and they're like twenty five thousand dollars that that doesn't even pay the rent. I mean, that's not going to help us at all. So to see how ACH quickly raised it, and I believe, I believe it is my opinion that the Fed will do something similar with Fed now once it's out there. It, right. and gets it established. I mean, the reality is we come up with these lower limits because we want risk controls until we are comfortable and understand the product. And it's not a bad idea when you're first starting. It's it, it really, I mean, okay. Well, that's not yeah, nobody idea. nobody just gets out there and starts driving a Ferrari right away. Right. Right. Shouldn't. You need to drive, you know, a Prius or something a little slower until you get used to the road before exactly. you jump in a Ferrari. So we exactly. need lower limits. <laughs> All right. So let's get some details. When did FedNow become available? FedNow is available as of July 2023. So it's one of those things that um, uh, to say the exact date, you got to be a member of the Federal Reserve Bank, which I'm not. Uh, I do know the exact yeah. date, but all I can say is July 2023. And that's what they put out in all of their media stuff and packets. It's July okay. 2023. Okay. And how is it going to work? 
It's going to work because uh, by going through a financial institution because right. it is the Federal Reserve banking channel. The only avenues access are through secure channels that are established through the banking industry. So it does require a routing number for a financial institution then to connect to the FedNow service through the Federal Reserve banks. However, you may work with a service provider to be able to actually have okay. that the actual connection itself that is used. But it does require a bank to be able and a bank account at that bank for it to take place. Now, what's cool about when you say, how's it going to work? It also is going to provide immediate settlement. And the reason why you got to have that bank that's there in the Federal Reserve structure is that immediate settlement is settlement at the Federal Reserve banking level, not settlement at the account holders level. Okay. All right. Well, maybe not. Depends on how they structure it. So will each bank probably have its own name for its product? You know, I've wondered about that because if we go back to like, say, Check 21, when that first came out, everybody had to have a fancy name for electronic check deposits. And, you know, it's, there's no doubt. I think that the same thing will happen with FedNow. In fact, I'll go ahead and tell you over here at Pigeon, we're already guilty of that. We have the Pigeon application, which is more of our generic offering to get you on all the faster payment rails. But we've also built a product called Rise, which we've made product specific. It is service specific. It deals with just loans, collection and distribution of loans in a really fast manner. And that's all it's used for. So I do believe we're definitely going to see different offerings coming out from different companies, organizations, and institutions. But at the end of the day, it's going to tie back to your bank account. At the end of the day, it's still fed now. And at the end of the day, it still settles to a Federal Reserve account, which means that that bank's going to settle it to your account. So I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, God forbid. But uh, so let's let's take a step back before we get to what the business world can can expect from FedNow and how to prepare for it. Perhaps, Kevin, you could tell us a little bit about how you came to be known as the payments professor. Oh, wow. That's a great one, because I've been in this industry for a long time. And it's funny, it goes back to when I very first started, I had been teaching IT at a local community college and I got hired in, at, you know, before Check 21. Back when uh, ACH was on like Windows 95, you know, machines and had to be installed on those machines. And they hired me to help teach this stuff. And I walk in, they hand me the ACH rules and I went, what is this? And they said, that's your new job. And I went home and cried a little bit because I couldn't understand what, what in the world is this? Probably was not the most interesting thing. It wasn't. In fact, it was so complicated, so hard to learn and understand. And thankfully I had some great mentors and I just said, you know what? Payments education doesn't have to be this hard. And I started finding ways to really improve and simplify electronic payments education. Suddenly I'm running education departments, organizations, and I continue to look for ways to make payments education easier. Today, you know, it's all about YouTube. Let's make some short videos or Instagram that help to explain everything. And and people just said, hey, you're, you're the payments professor. And I was like, that's a great name. And it's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. And it's easy to remember. I have to rem to tell you that when I got ready to do this, I don't know why I thought your name was Patrick. I have no idea. I'm like, where are those emails I had? From well, needless to say, I couldn't find. Them. I was like, ah, oh, the payments professor. And then I found you right away. So it happens all the time. There are people that I've known for a long time. They'll be like, well, let's go get Kevin. And other people are like, who, who? And then I'll walk in and I'll go, oh, you mean the professor? Well, I know him. So no great branding story there. So what can the business world expect from FedNow? their financial institution service providers and anyone else offering a product based on the service. 
All right, my opinion, it is truly going to revolutionize electronic payments. Like business world right away, somebody who does sweeps that needs to move money around real quick, any time of the day, this is going to be great for it. Again, I understand the $500,000 limit may not account for everything you need to do, but it's going to be a way that you can instantly do that. Funding of accounts to be able to maybe make purchases, you can instantly do that. Cash flow management will go to a new level because of this instantaneous 24-7 capability. Then, oh, here's a great one, request for payment. Request for payment is a great mechanism because FedNow is a credit push-only system. It's push-only. But what it does do is Wait, it allows no, you to send- No debit, debit now. Yeah, there's no debit now. Yeah, no debit now. There's credit now. We don't now. know about, we don't know about the future. <laughs> And there won't be debits because what they're going to do, and, th and that's important too, because it, it makes it so much easier to move things around when there's no debit. But what they do is a request for payment. They'll sit there and go, hey, let me send this message, like an email or text message, something similar to that, that appears on the other end, appears that, you know, the, a receiver receives this message and goes, hey, would you like to be able to pay this invoice right now? And if you say yes, then you respond with a credit push. Now, some people are going, well, it's just like an electronic bill. And it is. But it where is. it will help to revolutionize businesses is they can control the sending of those messages to improve their cash flow when they need to. They can do it to be able to offer maybe incentives. Hey, we'll give you a 10% discount. You pay it right now. Right. Only good for the next hour, though, but you got to, right. you'll do it right now. So I really see incredible capabilities with that. And to add to it, too, with FedNow, it's using what we call the ISO 20022 format. Yeah. It allows for extended remittance data information to be able to be sent. Uh, and that's an important feature. Right. I mean, how many years in the business world have we sat there and go, what's this payment go to? Which invoices it go to? What do you mean it goes to three invoices? Which three invoices? Which ones, right. Yeah, right. or it's only part of one. Which one? And that has just been a nightmare. And suddenly we can now send additional information. We can make that reconciliation process so much easier. The cash app people must love this. Yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, in fact, if you go look at what's happening, there are some AP software applications that have already incorporated this, that have already worked with financial institutions to have it available. And they've done that because RTP from the clearinghouse has already been out for a few years and they've already adopted that and said, hey, if that now comes, here's everything we need, the foundations in place. And so, so I, I guess we have no idea what it's going to cost. You know, I just got a question today from somebody saying, what's it going to cost me when it's out in the general public? And I said, well, I can tell you what the Fed's going to charge you. And I know the Fed's going to have, you know, 0.045 cent per transaction fee. I know the Fed will charge a financial institution $25 a month, which is nothing, nothing. just to be able to be on the network. So there are some fees that we know the Fed will charge. What will a financial institution charge? I don't know the answer to that because it does depend. It depends on what they're offering. It depends also, if you think about it, the convenience, the benefits that it adds, uh, whether it's worth the fee even. So I do believe on the consumer side, it'll be free, in my opinion. I really believe it'll be free yeah, for consumer. Yeah. It kinda has but to on the business side, like Zelle and Venmo. Yeah, very okay. similar to those for the consumers. But the business side, I do expect some charges. But I also expect that the benefit, convenience, security, all of those things that come with it will be worth it. So in my mind, I think, and I could be dead wrong on this, because like you said, we don't know. I think it's going to be between an ACH and a wire. I have to agree with that. 
wholeheartedly. And, and even though when you say ACH and wire, depending on where you are in the country and what institution you're working with, those could be all. Oh, all over. We have to wait and see. So can you give us some examples of where FedNow-based offerings would fit into the corporate payment process when a company uses checks, wires, wire transfers, and ACH, which I think is pretty standard now? Well, again, it will depend on their use case. I mean, I think one of the immediate ways we'll see this will be the emergency situation. Yeah. Like, for example, have you ever missed a payroll file or a payroll deadline? Oh, that is the worst yeah. feeling ever, whether you're the customer sending the file or the business sending the file or even the bank that's got to process this file that's late, especially on a late Friday night, knowing we can't do anything until Monday morning. Monday, right. Suddenly, here's an incredible opportunity. Before people even are realizing, hey, I don't have my money, you're getting it into their accounts. Yeah. So I think that that's just one of many cases. I look at situations like, let's say, if you do deal in retail with consumers, you can give immediate refunds back to people. You want to be able to give you know, travel reimbursements. For those of us who travel, or maybe the people who don't travel a lot but still living close to paycheck to paycheck, you can get those reimbursements out right away. I look at, you know, small vendors like, say, flea markets to where, you know, they could easily transfer money and not have to carry all that cash around and worry about the yes. security concerns. Yeah. So I remember when I had my first job as a cash manager, I didn't really understand the principle of kiting. I can admit it now. It's been a million years. And for like about two weeks, I was just covering the next day. Um, and then somebody said something. I was like, ooh. Because <laughs> I think, well, that check's not gonna not gonna clear. Like yeah, that's... yeah, and it's actually what's from a financial institution's perspective, and a lot of businesses too, is the float windows are gone, which is good because you know those float windows sometimes they sink you because that check doesn't clear, that ACH gets returned, something like that. Suddenly, with immediate settlement, we don't have a float time. We, no. we don't have kiting situations that can take place because it's either it settles or it rejects right back. Right. And you know right away also. That's mm -hmm. the other benefit. You know right away. And so if you had a wrong account number or whatever you put in wrong, you can fix it. Oh, and you just know that that one's huge. Imagine you did transpose a number trying to send it. Instead of waiting days later when, you, you know, that person you're working with is gone, you can find out in seconds. Hey, wait, we got something wrong. This didn't work. Can, can you help me to get this information correct? So, I think that's wonderful. So let's say I was supposed to send you the money, but as you say, I transposed the money, the, the account number, and I sent it to somebody else. And you know right away after a while, you're like, Mary, you didn't send me. <laughs> is there a recall mechanism? Okay, what there is, is what we call request for return of funds. Now, I got to say straight up, that keyword is it's a request Wait. for return of funds. I equate it to what we see over in wires and ACH. You can send a wire to the wrong person and ask for it back. Is it a guarantee you'll get it back? No. In ACH, you can do a reversal. Is it a guarantee you'll get it back? No. They are mechanisms for when we do make mistakes to be able to attempt to be able to get the funds back, but there's no guarantee. So if you do make that mistake, is it possible that you're out the money? It is. Is it possible that you'll get it back? It is. Right, but that's the same with any other payment mechanism. Can you talk a little bit about differences between FedNow services and same-day ACH? Well, okay, the differences between FedNow and same-day ACH, there really are a lot. To begin with, I mean, they're different payment rails. Mm -hmm. Same-day ACH has a much higher limit right now. It right. works with debits, it works with credits. I am a huge fan of same-day ACH. As much as I love FedNow, I am a huge fan of same-day ACH. What happens though in same day CH is, you know, like those windows we were just talking about, you may not know if there's a problem with something until later. 
It is also limited to business days, you know, Federal Reserve banking days. If the Federal Reserve Bank isn't opening open and processing, you're not processing yeah, that ACA. Right, right. <laughs> Even though there are multiple windows throughout the day, that's a beautiful thing about it. Right. It is a great service and a great system, but it's got those limitations. And if you look at our country nowadays, there are so many businesses that they're not even starting until six o'clock at night no, or they're primarily over the weekend. And yeah. same day ACH just can't handle those situations. So Fed now can fill, I would say, a gap or a segment of industries that need to have that ability. That same day ACH, again, great, wonderful, love it. But some of its limitations don't allow for that to happen. Okay, so going down that path, can you compare FedNow to Zelle and Venmo? All right, FedNow compared to Zelle and Venmo, it's interesting because Zelle and Venmo, even just comparing those two is a little bit different. Uh, CFPB just last month actually came out with a big article in dealing with Venmo and Cash App, which are quite similar. Saying I'm just going to say I should probably have had Cash App in there also. Right, right. But th this article said, hey, these, these particular private sector they're not bank right. secured, private sector money movement mechanisms, I think is the best way to call them with Cash App and Venmo, may not be you know, federally insured to the level that what we have when it comes to banking transfers. They're you know, the latest, greatest thing from the app store. Have I used them? Yes, I have. Do I prefer to use them? Absolutely not, because I realize the lack of security that's in there. I realize that my money's not making me money while it's sitting in a Venmo or Cash App situation right. like it can for me when it's in a financial institution. And Zelle, the thing with Zelle is it does give an appearance of immediate settlement. And I will concede that sometimes it does go across the RTP rails and is an immediate settlement. However, there are also situations where it is a delayed settlement. There are situations too, to where, you know, we're waiting to see what's going to happen. I've, I know some friends personally that have some horror stories and there's some articles that are out there yeah. of what has happened to them with Zelle, where money is like, where'd it go? It's in limbo or it got lost and sent to the wrong person and they didn't get it back in any way. Well, that's it. It's one thing when you're asking a company for money back. It's another thing when you're asking an individual, especially if they foolishly took the money and spent it. And then it's yeah, that, that folks, anybody out there listening, if money suddenly appears in your account, that doesn't make it yours. It's not yours, right? <laughs> it's not a, not, not a win. Yeah, the money fairy didn't just show up and go here. All right. So we, we didn't see many other than small businesses adopt Zelle and Venmo, but you expect more mid-size and smaller, uh, larger, small companies to ad adopt FedNow? I do. I truly do. In fact, in studying, you know, things that are happening around the globe when it comes to instant payments, uh -huh. there is a strong push for really having that, especially smaller business capability. It, you know, I look at it as the instant payments for the smaller business segment right. to be able to be there because it's a bank offering too across the secure channels that they can work with something that banks have been doing for decades that they're, you know, that's their wheelhouse. This is what they yeah. do. It's what they offer and gives them the ability to be able to expand their offering too. So I think we will see a huge surge when it comes to especially small businesses. But I know without a doubt, some large businesses are already planning to work with Fed now because they're already working with RTP. So one of the things um, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it at your your bank is when you're trying to issue a check, um, they say, oh, you sure you don't want to use Zelle? My bank has never told me that. I would be you like, You haven't seen that? Well, after we get off, I'll tell you who, who, who it is because I don't want to uh, be pointing fingers. Um, but um, okay. But so, I'll say this though. Okay. It's better than a check. I, I am... 
I, you know, I put a kid through college because of checks. Let's just say this. Checks have done some wonderful things for I me. I think wonderful things for me too. So. <laughs> but, but if we stop and put it at its basics, a check has got too much information that just floats around in the general public. And we wonder why check fraud is the highest of all payment fraud. And it's right? going up again, you know. Yes. People pick on, you know, what's happened to like Venmo and Zelle, but it's much worse over in check. How can companies start to get ready for... Uh, fed now a company needs to really talk to their bank talk to you know go and look at the banks that you work with see what they're planning to do see what their offerings are i mean i flat out ask them what's your fed now plan and strategy what will you have available when it will it be available i know for a fact you're going to come into some banks and be like well we're just going to wait and see what happens <laughs> but i also know there's some banks that are out there going we have this product and we have this service that we're going to have available right away for you are you interested in signing up for it and i believe some of those early adopters, they're going to get some huge business because uh, they're ready for it. Okay. But to get ready, you need to talk to them. Now, you also need to look at what are your APAR you know, procedures that you have in place and then adopting them to be a 24-7 environment because that could be different. And depending on you, maybe even your software package that you're working with, it might need some updates. You might need to talk to those people too. All righty. So we promised uh, we'd talk about some of the pitfalls. What should companies watch for uh, when using FedNow, we're getting ready to use FedNow. Okay, what to watch for is it's not the solution to absolutely everything. I am not going to try, you know, put the rainbow glasses right. on and say, hey, folks, this is it, right? Hey, it is great right. for certain situations. Right. And I would, if, if it works and it works well, I don't know that I'd look into replacing it. But I'd also, you know, have to say that when we first offer something, there can be fraud that goes along with it. Yeah. And because it is immediate and it gives immediate funds availability, have the security controls in place if you're going to use it. Have the dual checks in place too, the dual controls in place to make sure that anything that's sent is something that you do want to have sent and you have verified it's going to the correct location. So that security is always going to be important. And that extra level of reassurance and verification is always going to be important too. Okay. All right. I'm a big believer of copy and paste to avoid your typo. <laughs> I mean, we'll laugh about it, but it's, it's, if you can. Me too. If and if can... I got to type it in, I look like three or four times and make sure it's right. I've, I've made the mistake before myself. I'm guilty. And it was a nightmare to get it back. To get the back. Yeah. So a little extra time is kind of worth, worth the investment. <laughs> All righty. So as you can tell from the discussion here, the payment world is changing and it's changing dramatically. That's why on the AP Now channel, we regularly discuss payment issues, frequently inviting guests as knowledgeable as Kevin to join us to share the latest business intelligence on these critical issues around making payments. You can watch them right now using the link that will appear momentarily on your screen and is in the description below. If you liked what Kevin had to say, you learned something, or hopefully both, please hit the like button as YouTube recognizes the value of his commentary and shares this talk with more professionals just like you. As always, we appreciate your likes, your subscribes, and your thumbs up.